Create Art Podcast. KDOI Rebroadcast. Conversations on Inspiration with Nate Macha. Hello, friends. This is Timothy Kimo Bryan, your head instigator for Create Art Podcast, where I help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. And I use my 20 plus years of experience in art and education to help you do just that. This episode is a special episode uh, because it is a rebroadcast from my old podcast, KDOI Podcast, which stood for Chemo's Den of Iniquity. Now, uh, I in my last season of that podcast, I was taking terms uh, that we throw around in the art world and uh, defining them a little bit more than um, what uh, you can find in a textbook, per se. But before I get started, um, I do want to talk to you about something that's really important to me. June 24th, the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion, restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Now, in this episode, I'm talking with Nate Macha. Uh, now, Nate uh, was a co-worker of mine when I worked for the United States Army, and he had some interesting insights on inspiring those uh, that he works with to do better, uh, to do more than they could uh, achieve on their own. And uh, we compare a lot of the artistic inspiration that we talk about with uh, inspiration, inspiring those that you work with and for and those who work for you uh, to do a better job and to uh, fulfill their life's goals, whatever they may be. So take a listen, and I hope you enjoy this. Special episode, Conversations on Inspiration with Nate Macha. All right, folks. So I have a extra special guest here uh, with us on KDOI Podcasting. I've worked with this gentleman for a couple of years now, and uh, he has a unique perspective on inspiration. We're going to go a little bit outside the art world here, and we're going to uh, talk to my friend Nate Macha on what he feels and how he deals with inspiration at work and in his personal life. So without further ado, let me bring on my good friend, Nate. Nate, are you on the line here with us? I'm here, Tim. Thank you, buddy. And Nate, I brought you on here because I've worked with you in a professional setting. I mean, you're one of the most professional people that I know um, in all of my workings, in all my dealings. And I'd like to ask you, for inspiration, what does that mean to you, and how do you use inspiration? Well, first off, Tim, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate all that. Um, when it comes to inspiration, I use it as a tool uh, to deal with unique environments. Uh, and for me, inspiration starts at the lowest level 
or the smallest thing. Um, when you can inspire somebody, uh, you can just, you can do it by just supporting them. Uh, and an example of this is, you know, somebody who lives alone and you help them move a couch or a refrigerator, or when their car breaks down, you're there to help it, help them get it to the shop and whatever. And this really inspires them to, um, I don't necessarily want to say support you, but want to pay it forward. And more times than not, they end up paying it forward back to you or paying it back to you. Um, but I like to establish relationships that way with people by supporting them. And then when I go one step further than that, I really, uh, I start to lean on what they want for themselves. And as, as I'm doing all of this, it really uh, encourages efficiency, performance, support, and everything within the workplace. But I'm doing it in such a manner that I'm supporting them and what they want in life. They need a little help around the house. Their car breaks down. They want to get back into college to finish their degree. They want a crisper resume. I think you remember this one, right? Oh yeah. I do uh, remember that. Yeah. And you use the same tactics on me uh, when it comes to supporting me and inspiring me with your certain skill set. And I really think that goes a long way when it comes to professional relationships, you know, and sometimes you fail, but more times than not, you succeed. I mean, you know, it's a doggy dog world. And when you meet somebody out there that, that truly uh, just wants what you want for yourself, it's, uh, it's hard not to uh, try to overachieve for them. Does that make sense, Tim? That does make sense. And I really want to jump in on when you're talking about uh, inspiring people and you're you're motivating them, but you're not manipulating them. You're seeing that you're seeing potential in them, but um, you're also allowing them to see the potential in themselves. Because I think we were talking about this a little bit in our pre-show um, in, in our pre-call uh, a couple of days ago. You're, you're, you're it's kind of easy for us to see uh, the potential in people from, uh, on the outside. And it's hard for people to see their potential on the inside. And I think you were talking about uh, in our pre-show how you use your st- uh, your skills and your tools to help them see their potential. Um, but they realize it for themselves. Did I did I get that kind of right? Yeah, you know, and, and leadership is a tricky thing. It's I never chose leadership roles. I, I still don't think I have... Uh, ever uh, accepted the idea that I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that term gets thrown around a bunch that everybody's a leader and, you know, people get confused that it's, it's, it's an art versus being a science. Well, it's been turned into a science over time. Uh, I believe in the beginning it started off as an art and still has uh, artistic or creative qualities to it. Uh, going back to what you said about manipulation, uh, I often use that term uh, to describe 
leaders. Not good or bad, but oftentimes people are applying their leadership techniques to get an end result. And leadership is um, motivating a group of people on a similar topic, right? Or goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes people get uh, completely consumed with the idea that they have to accomplish something to be a leader. Whereas if you're just supporting your people and inspiring them, whether it be inspiring them to do the right thing or inspiring them to uh, follow or chase what they want in life, their goals, whether it be short term or long term, or inspiring them uh, through support, uh, I think you get a lot further with these simplistic techniques than you do once a goal is presented to you and then you have to achieve that goal. Then you try to be the leader and you try to be the motivator and you try to be the inspirer when you're trying to get what you want or what is required from you. Whereas if you lay the groundwork um, through inspiration, those people are going to support you no matter what, because you support them and you're going to continue to support them. Mm-hmm. And it's not a- about the mission necessarily. It's about that person, that individual and what their goals and dreams and aspirations are. And if we can, you know, marry the two into whatever that mission is, Hey, all the better for the mission, all the better for everybody else. The mission's getting done. But I think where the art comes into it, because I've taken leadership courses because uh, I'm an Army civilian, and so I had to take a couple of leadership courses that I'm still in therapy over. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible, aren't they, Tim? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But the uh, the thing of it is, is that, you know, he was trying to bend everybody to the will of the mission. and the, And I think, for me... Don't bend the people to the will of the mission. Have people do uh, what their dreams and aspirations are. And if the mission can align with that, uh, 60, 70, 80% of the time, fantastic, great. The mission's getting done. And, you know, somebody feels uh, feels like they're uh, a useful part of the machine as a whole. Um, but uh, the leadership classes that I've been to is, well, you know, everyone has to bend to this mission. This is the most important thing in your life above family, above everything else. And and I'm like, yeah, no, not so much. Because at the end of the day, I come home to uh, my beautiful kids and to my beautiful wife. Um, and it's getting to be, you know, Valentine's Day very close here. So I'm trying to score some points um, so I can, you know, stay in the man cave. But I come home to did this. You, did you plan accordingly? Are you set for Valentine's Day? I am almost all the way set for Valentine's Day. I, I will let you I will let you in on a, a little clue because you know I'm the artsy fartsy project guy. So gotcha. what what I'm doing is I'm giving my wife um, a, a a picture frame uh, with uh, the matting being in the shape of a heart, and in the picture uh, is going to be a map of my hometown Rockford. Um, of uh, her hometown, Spotsylvania, and of Paris. And it'll be all kind of mixed together and meshed together. And um, so it'll represent her hometown, my hometown, and the place where we um, went, our, went to our honeymoon. You know, Tim, I'm kind of jealous of you. I, I wish I had a creative uh, brain. I wish I could come up with ideas like that. 
I just never have been able to. And, and I, I do believe that that leaves me stuck in a box when it comes to thinking strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to Valentine's Day, I will say I also came up with a pretty good idea. My wife and I, as you know, uh, have moved recently to take on uh, an exciting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we had to separate from our puppies, uh, Layla and Macy, who are um, – our children, basically. No, they sure. really are our children. They and uh, we have an amazing friend who is watching them. So for Valentine's Day, I'm going to fly my wife and myself down to uh, visit with our dogs for two days. And that is by far the best gift I could give my wife right now is some time with her puppies. She misses them. Well, and see, now you're trying to you know uh, make my audience think that you're not a creative guy. That is a creative guy. <laughs> That is a creative talent right there. I'm going to argue with you on that. That's very creative because you're using your heart. You didn't have to do that. You could have done what you know, millions of other people do. You know, go grab a card and a box of chocolates and boom, there you are. Take her out to dinner in the movie and that, 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 that. No, go see your kids. Great. Yeah, I yep. mean, it's, it's been a while. Go see your kids. That's creative. Why not? You know what, though? I still would like to take you up on now that I've separated from my last organization, I would like to. If I'm ever in town to do a project with you, something that just uh, that inspires that. Ooh, did you hear that? Ah. It inspires that creativity. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, I you know what, I'm going to accept that challenge. So you, you get to you get to Fredericksburg here, and uh, we'll do a project. Hell, not only will we do a project, we'll record it and we'll put it on the show and make it its own episode. Too easy. Challenge accepted. All right. There we go. So talking about challenges, talk to me about your opinion. And and I have an opinion on this. I'm going to share it with you uh, in a minute here. Inspiration versus motivation. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because I think I, I argue that there is a difference between the two. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to motivation, there always seems to be an immediate goal uh, at hand, right? There's mm-hmm. something that that people, a group, individuals need motivated for. When it comes to inspiring, it's like laying the foundation, the groundwork to a successful team. When you're when you're inspirational, you're doing things because you're a good person and you care about other people and you want to support them and you want to be there for them in their time of need because you know inherently most people are going to support you and be there for you down the road. If you need them and you're not doing it tit for tat quid pro quo, you're doing it because it's the right thing and it's morally and ethically correct. Not because all of a sudden I have something in front of me that needs accomplished and I need people to accomplish it. So I motivate them to do it. Um, and plus Inspiration versus motivation. Motivation is is more singular in nature, whereas inspiration is is plural. It's like building blocks. It's it's something that takes time. Um, you know, uh, trust is part of inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Over the, through inspiration, you can start to establish trust, uh, and once somebody trusts you, then uh, and I hate to keep coming back that they're going to support you, but how about they're going to do the right thing when it's their turn, 
they're going to inspire others. They're going to support others. And it's the snowball effect. Motivation to me is, is uh, way too similar to the guy with cracking the whip to get the horses to move. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I look at it as motivation is left side um, is purpose driven um, and I see uh, inspiration is right side of your brain where you don't know uh, where it's going to go, but you're along for the ride and, and, and you're and you're open to the experience and you don't judge it. Motivation, like you said, has a goal in mind. You know, I, I want to motivate myself to uh, lose uh, 50 pounds uh, by uh, January 1st, 2020. Okay, well that's that's very you know that's uh, you know it's that's a smart goals uh, that we like to use at work all the time that nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for my clients that are listening to this, go do your smart goals. It's the first. Anyhow, um, what are they? Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time based. Yep, exactly. Okay. You got the smart goals. See, I I didn't need any help, Tim, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Three years in that world. That's why you're not one of my clients. Thank God. (laughs) Because then you'd be in trouble. (sighs) But, um, you know, with inspiration, you know, we're, we're open to the experiences. We're, uh, we're not necessarily thinking about the outcome. It's the, uh, journey versus the destination. Um, we don't care where we go. Now, a, a, a something has to be produced, something has to come of it. Otherwise, we're just kind of, you know, farting in the wind and, and, and nothing's getting done. But I think if people are inspired, if they're not so focused on the goal, you know, we're, we're, we're fencing them in a little bit. Um, and when I say fence, I don't mean a big wall. I mean kind of a, you know, just a uh, one of those old fences that you see uh, out, out in the rural areas that... It delineates a border, but it doesn't uh, impose uh, its will on it. Whereas motivation, I see as a wall. Not getting political here. <laughs> I know. You sure, you sure it's not a steel barrier? It's not a steel. Ba- <laughs> it could be a steel barrier with the steel being uh, made and manufactured <laughs> fence, in Russia. A wall, a steel barrier. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. I mean, if, if we're looking for a, a good uh, visual metaphor. Yeah, like a uh, a fence, and, and not even a picket fence, versus that steel barrier, um, where the motivation you know, you, is you're going someplace. You know what I think the um, the true test to inspiration versus motivation is is when you lay this foundation to a healthy relationship. Whether you know more times than not, it's a professional relationship mm-hmm. where it, there's some type of work environment or some type of leadership capacity and you start establishing this healthy relationship because it's the right thing to do. And you're just trying to be a good person. And then down the road, out of the blue, totally unexpected to you, the people that that you have supported and been there for are then inspired to do something that is potentially uncharacteristic and the shock value is huge. And you just sit back and observe it. And it's, it's amazing 
when that happens. I mean, it's so just natural to see somebody uh, be inspiring to somebody else, um, even if it's the smallest little thing. And then, you know, you really know that you took the right approach to this situation. You can see them taking your little seed that that you helped them find that's within them, and now they're helping others find that seed within others uh, and, and spread it off like that. Yeah, and it's just when done correctly is just organic. Mm-hmm. It's just so naturally occurring. And sometimes people just need a little um, – a little support to Mm -hmm. do what they actually wanted to do anyways in the first place. So you're saying that this probably wouldn't be good in a, uh, in in a leadership class. This isn't something that you can uh, plot out on a Venn diagram and, and uh, do uh, daily uh, journal entries that are judged and, and are scored. Um, in, In a leadership class, this is something that I like what you said. It's organic. Yeah, you know, I think you could bring this into um, an overall leadership course, Mm -hmm. but you would have to properly depict how natural and um, how naturally it has to occur. And when things occur naturally, there's a lot of time associated with that. You can't force it. You can't even for lack of a better term, motivate it. Mm-hmm. You have to just be a good person, morally and ethically sound to inspire people. It's not a manipulation tactic. It's not a, it's not a motivational tactic. It's something that you have to instill in them like the seed mm-hmm. early in a relationship. And you, and you really have to uh, give a lot for that, uh, that seed to bud. Absolutely. Now we're going to get a little personal here, Nate. Tell me, sir, who inspires you? What type of, uh, uh, what type of person inspires you? You can give me a a real person or a uh, type of person, but what really inspires, who really inspires you? Wow. And, um, 10 bonus points. If you say me, Um, so I am going to say you and you being the authentic person, people that are true to thyself, Mm -hmm. people that aren't looking to do things to get recognition, aren't doing things to be, to be, um, labeled inspirational people that do things because it's the right thing to do. And because they truly want to be there for other people, even if that means that those people will never be there for them, even if that means that that, you know, the old saying, um, no good deed goes unpunished. Absolutely. I revisit that saying all the time because, listen, we're humans. So, you know, when you bend and bend and bend for somebody and then you get nothing in Mm -hmm. return. They weren't, they weren't inspired. They weren't motivated. They didn't pay it forward. They didn't pay it back. Uh, they just took it all, mm-hmm. right? 
that's the frustrating part to inspiration. But when it comes to who really inspires me, it's just good people, authentic people, people that even leave you guessing and, and, and making the comment of, why did they do that? It, it, it almost puzzles you. And, and you and I see it all the time because when you're in a, such a highly competitive alpha world and you see somebody just do something because it's the right thing to do and walk away from it. And if you get to see that, it's almost, uh, it's almost like a unicorn, you know, because everybody's always got some motivating, um, reason for everything that they do. So when you see that in its, in its most purest form, uh, authenticity, uh, and, and inspiration, that's, that's really who I, uh, latch onto. And unfortunately there's not been that many people in my life that, that fit that bill. Uh, and especially from a leadership standpoint, oftentimes I see people do good things, inspirational things. Um, but they, they weren't doing it to, to achieve something. And then they walk away from it and it's just that whole, that whole situation vanishes right before your eyes. If you catch it, um, because leaders get really caught up in the, in the competition and the, uh, the goals, uh, of leadership and they lose the inspiration piece. Sorry, that was a little bit wordy. Um, I apologize, but I can't give you a specific example, but Tim, I do know that you are a very, very authentic person. Uh, and you, uh, pride yourself on your authenticity. And, uh, that is one quality, um, of a, of a person that I look up to because in this world, it's really hard not to, not to look for acceptance, not to look for, um, the judging of it, not to, to have a reason to be doing the things that you're doing. I mean, it's a doggy dog world. Um, and it's hard to stay true to thyself, especially as a leader, but those are the ones who, to really inspire me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm going to give you some homework. Are you ready for some homework? <laughs> okay. and this is for all the listeners too. Hey, you you do know I'm starting. I a do know right you're starting. Now, right? a you're giving me Absolutely, homework. <laughs> it's the uh, it's All the right, professor <laughs> thing that you know I spent eighty five thousand dollars to uh, to do. So you know it's it's I feel the All need right. to give you homework. So and, and this is super easy homework. So kind of what you're describing as I'm listening to you here in, in this whole organic idea of inspirational leadership. Um, for me, it reminds me a lot of Taoism, and it's spelled T-A-O-I-S-M, but it's pronounced with a D, Taoism. And the guy that um, is supposedly uh, the guru of it is um, a guy by the name of Lao Tzu, L-A-O-T-Z-U. And he's got um, a book of poetry. It's about... It's been a minute since I've read it, and I gave a book report on it at a leadership uh, class that I took and blew people's, uh, blew people's minds away. But um, a lot of what he talks about is, and if you need a copy of the book, let me know. I'll send you a copy wherever you're at. Um, not, not to the Appreciate listeners. That. This is only for Nate. 
because he's cool like that. <laughs> um, and he got his 10 free bonus points. So that's where he's going to spend his 10 free bonus points. But he talks about a lot of leadership, uh, whereas inspiring the people around him to not need a leader, to lead themselves, to showing uh, in, in themselves that they can do uh, whatever it is they need to do. And uh, to be that, you know, to be that, uh, to be that leader that kind of uh, uh, fades into the background and, you know, sets off these little seeds, sets off these little bombs in people's minds so that that way, and it's not what that leader wants done as a final outcome. It's what's best uh, for the uh, society as a whole is, is what he's teaching it. And uh, it's it's extremely hard to define. And one of the big things that I uh, like, uh, one of the verses in there is, um, it says that uh, the Tao that is defined is not the true Tao. Um, it's a lot, a lot of stuff like, you know, uh, what's the sound of one hand clapping? You know, if a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a sound. Stuff like that, that really gets my juices flowing. It makes me think, hey, how can I uh, do more of this kind of stuff? How can... I help people unlock their potential, not in a new age um, uh, Christian scientist or Scientologist or uh, Tony Robbins kind of way. But, you know, how can I put it in people's head to, you know, y- you come in as an infantry person and you're broke, uh, you broke up physically and mentally. How do I turn that light on in that uh, individual's eyes and go, hey, listen, you know what? You still have all the training in your head. You can still teach people. So instead of them being an infantry person, they're teaching inf- other infantry people how to do, do the job correctly. And for me, that's always been my challenge is how do I uh, help people turn on that light bulb that's already there? It just needs a little spark to get that light going. So your homework or a swift, or a kick. swift kick in the, you know. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is um, when I was reading up on Taoism, um, they don't really go and uh, recruit people. They don't really go and proselytize because it's more of a philosophy than a religion. But one of the things uh, one of the old masters uh, would do is people would say, hey, what's Taoism? And he'd hit them in the head with a stick. And they're like, well, what, what the fuck is that for? And he goes, once you figure that out, then you'll know what Taoism is. <laughs> I uh, so my brother-in-law lives in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and he just married a Vietnamese uh, woman, and they are um, supporting the efforts of a Buddhist community. And I forget what they call their monk. There's another name for it. It's not monk. Anyways, I'll have to come back to sure. that. But uh, they, have a, they have a lot of theories like that that I discuss with them. Um, some of them are kind of hard to grasp. But one that kind of stuck out with me is they were describing that, you know, when we look at each other, we're not really seeing what we really look like. We're seeing how the light reflects off of us, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they told me uh, a couple weeks ago not to use these mm-hmm. eyes but to use my fingers as eyes, my other eyes. Um, so referencing different senses. And I find all of that very interesting. Some of it's 
very hard for me to, um, to grasp. Sure. Uh, I try, I try to, uh, but what you were describing with Taoism, uh, kind of has a similar approach. It kind of leaves you with a lasting question that you ponder over until you really resonate with something that you think supports it well enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when are you going to be teaching your leadership classes? You know, I think I'm going to, I'm going to avoid the traditional approach to mm-hmm. leadership, whether that be in a uh, achieved position or in a leader or in a teaching role. I think I'm going to stick to um, trying to be inspirational and uh, being a good person that is completely transparent in their actions. And we'll see where that takes me from there. I, I don't want to necessarily uh, formalize any role like that, um, especially after, you know, I've almost wrapped this career mm-hmm. up uh, and we beat that word to death. You know, we, we beat that drum of leadership uh, to the point that it loses its meaning, sure. I think. Uh, so I just want to stick to being a good person, morally and ethically sound, doing the right thing and seeing what comes of that in the form of inspiration. And I think that's going to inspire other people to do the same thing. They're going to be inspired by your example and uh, be able to handle uh, whatever challenges come their way. How do you open yourself up for inspiration? Because, you know, it, all kidding aside, I think you're an inspirational kind of person yourself. You, you are a good example for a lot of people. People notice you. People notice when you're not there. Um, I still walk by your office every day and I'm just like, where's Nate at? Oh, geez. Okay. He's not here with me right now. But how do you open yourself up for inspiration to be able to catch those moments? I, uh, you know, I, this is going to sound overly simplistic. Uh, but first let me lead off with, uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity to, um, be on my first podcast with you. Um, and I really feel that uh, you have been attempting to inspire me to start my own podcast. I, I've been, you know, as you probably did, trying to formulate an idea, um, a brand that is interesting and broad enough that I don't get, you know, choked out after so much content. Um, and entertaining enough that I can be myself without having to reference too much. Uh, but we'll get there. And, and I think I didn't know that your other podcast was specifically um, about podcasting. So I need to, I need to listen to it with your buddy that you uh, told me about mm-hmm. earlier. And now that you said all that, I, uh, I completely forgot the question. <laughs> what, what was it? What were we talking about? Well, I, I think you kind of <laughs> answered the question there. I, I said, uh, I was asking, how do you open yourself up to inspiration? Oh, and I have the answer okay, for you. Okay, here we go. I try to be present. It's very hard for me. I've got a bit of a busy mm-hmm. brain. Um, I'm easily distracted, but I try to be present in the moment. And I think that's how you and I had so many good conversations Despite everything that's going on in that beehive, uh, we were able to block it out for two, three minutes at a time 
and and bro it up and just just have a mm-hmm. moment, you know, bump chests, you know, uh, and and just hang out, be present, uh, throw ideas back and forth, and I think that's how I do it. Just trying to be present. Excellent way to do it. Excellent way to do it. Any final thoughts you'd like to uh, share with us on inspiration, inspirational leadership? Um, I, I know we, we've probably said leadership. Uh, I, I've, I lost count at 37. Um, I don't know if you're keeping a, a nice little tally over there, but I got at least 37 times. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the worst at, <laughs> yes, I, I know. Um, it's, it's because of my, my career, my background, my experiences, my education, it all has that word in it. So, uh, maybe I, uh, overuse it a bit. Um, and it's hard not to, but especially in our world where they, they beat that drum of it so much. But I think the, uh, the last thing I want to leave you with is inspiration is a powerful tool for managing talent. And I know that we discussed in the pre the pre podcast that it was going to go in this direction and maybe we'll save this bit for another, another session. Um, but if you take an approach from trying to inspire others instead of leading them or motivating them, uh, or forcing them, you'll get a lot further. Um, because they're going to want to be there for that situation or that. Event. And I think once you pick up that, uh, that, uh, Tao Te Ching book, uh, on Taoism, uh, you, you, are reading right. I, I swear to God, you were reading right out of that book. When I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, <laughs> ah, yeah, right. Oh my God, there's another one, you know? It, yeah, sure. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. When you read that, it does what it's told. Exactly. Put the lotion on the skin. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> Clarice. Oh, meow. God. <laughs> you owe me more of those. Anyhow. Excellent. Well, you know what, Nate? It's been uh, my pleasure uh, to have you on the uh, show here. Um, we are going to bring you back. Just to let you know, because you got to get another 10 bonus points. So we are. That sounds great. We are going to bring you back. So with each of those 10 bonus points, you're going to get a book uh, that I'm going to shoot to you uh, fresh out of my library. So that way you can enjoy that because you're not busy enough. I'm busy. You're not busy. Bob's your uncle, meow. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not busy enough. Thank you for the uh, extra meows there. But uh, you're not busy enough, so I'm going to toss an extra book at you there, and uh, and we'll be good to go like that. But, yes, folks, uh, we are going to bring Nate on uh, for other episodes. Uh, Anytime he has an idea to uh, talk about, we're going to bring him on here uh, because – Part of my uh, thing with inspiration is I want to inspire other people to uh, jump into this wonderful world of podcasting that I found back in 2006, and then I found it again uh, about two and a half years ago. And as Nate was talking about, yes, I'm part of uh, Podrect, uh, part of the Gagopod network, and I work with uh, Kyle Bondo and myself, and we uh, teach people how to uh, avoid a lot of the pitfalls in uh, podcasting. So um, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I'll make sure that you get uh, a uh, link to that uh, for yourself there, Nate. So that way you can uh, listen. There's only 10 episodes right now, but that's fine. You'll you'll pick it up really quick. 
and you'll get you'll you'll get awesome. to geek out just like I do every week. I do, I do need a little more geeking out. In yeah, my life. You, you don't have enough, you know. You, you you've no, I you've don't. got the uh, Apple. I don't. I'm too rigid. You got the Apple products, and I think that's what the issue is. You you need to come on over to the dark side. Get, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> we went from a clean show to explicit right there. <laughs> no, you you dropped it first. You dropped it first. There was an F bomb earlier there in the was, show. There was <laughs> the beauty of editing. I can edit that out. Exactly. All right, folks. Well, that's been another uh, wonderful episode here of KDOI Podcasting, where we create more than we consume. Uh, you can uh, shoot us an email at kdoipodcasting at gmail.com. You can hop on the show like Nate here did and uh, talk about – we have 11 topics uh, that we're doing this season. Inspiration is one of them. You can pick up where we left off, and we'd love to have you on the show. And until next time, have a great day. Wow, that was a great conversation with Nate. I I hope you got something out of this and you're able to combine uh, what we do in our work life with our artistic life in terms of inspiration. I, I think Nate had some excellent points there. And I think we said leadership maybe 40 or 50 times. I, I lost count after a while. But I think it's important that... If you're in a situation where you're working a nine to five and you are doing your artistic practice outside of that, that you take some of the inspiration that motivates you um, from the work world and apply it to your artistic discipline. I think you're going to come up with some interesting uh, things to help you fulfill your goals that you want to fulfill. If you'd like to have a talk about this or you would like to be on the show, you can always email me, timothy at createartpodcast.com. Go to the website, createartpodcast.com to catch all of our episodes. And if you got some value out of this, feel free to share it with a friend who may be struggling with inspiration, either in their work world or in their artistic uh, disciplines. I'd ask you to share that, and I'd also ask you to Take a really deep listen to this. If this wasn't a five-star uh, episode for you, please shoot me an email. Let me know what you would have liked to talk about, and maybe we can go ahead and turn that into an episode. Again, I want to thank you for listening to Create Art Podcast. I want to challenge you to tame that inner critic, create more than you consume, and go out there and create some art for somebody you love, yourself. I'll see you next time, and happy holidays. <laughs>